True. Hello everybody, I hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Blockchain and Beyond. As always, I'm your host Farzan. On today's episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, he's working on a platform for traders and for people interested in DeFi. Um, and he has a quite an interesting background in the internet industry as well. Uh, so I'm very excited to introduce Dan to the show. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm uh, happy to be uh, joining you. Amazing. Great. So, so Dan, I know you've done, uh, just, just to help get, uh, just to help people get an understanding of your background and where you're from. I, I kind of want to touch on some of your earlier work that you've, you've done. Uh, the biggest thing is probably you've done a lot of work with ISPs. I believe you started one of the first ISPs in Israel many, many years ago when the internet was in its early days. Um, it would it would be good to to know about your experience with that and how you kind of came came across to that space. Sure. Well, yeah, many moons ago, uh, when I was still in high school, uh, you know, I was kind of like a a, a self taught programmer. I literally wrote my first basic uh, program on an Atari eight hundred XL when I was ten years old. And, uh, you know, got it, bought my uh, first PC. Uh, it was a, a 386 for my bar mitzvah money. And, uh, you know, and learned Pascal and all that. So, you know, like from books, etc. And, you know, when I was in, what is it, like 11th grade or something or 12th grade uh, in high school, you know, it was 94 at the mm -hmm. time. I actually, you know, we didn't have the internet in Israel. And I actually started at the time kind of like uh, maybe a world first, really, an Israeli internet that was not connected to the world. It was kind of like a mix between, you know, it was a BBS, if you know what mm -hmm. that is, but yeah. based on internet technologies. At the time, it was all text-based. So it was with... Um, uh, one of the very first Linux kernels, you know, like 0, 0.0 something, I mm -hmm. can't remember exactly. Uh, basically, we let people uh, come into into a text-based internet uh, with a links, um, kind of like a text browser, and uh, and even an IRC uh, that we built internally with uh, and kind of hacked it to work in Hebrew and all that stuff, you know, and then. A little, a little after that, um, it was finally legal mm -hmm. to connect to the internet from Israel, and uh, so I started uh, one of the very first internet service providers at the time. That so we connected to the U.S. and essentially let people, you know, uh, get access to uh, to the internet. So it was a very interesting experience, you know, uh, still in, in high school and uh, for several years thereafter, uh, kind of being in that scene. It was never a huge company or anything, and there were a lot of companies that came into the space with, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of investments that was very difficult to compete with. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting experience, built all sorts of cool stuff, uh, you know, was doing some of the very first things in, in the space in, in Israel at the time, 94, 95, 96. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, that's quite cool because I think it kind of shows that, you know, from, from an early age, you've been 
building and, and tinkering with things and even, you know, making a, a first sort of pseudo internet within Israel for people to, you know, communicate via, via text yeah. is, you know, I think it's, it, it's amazing how, you know, how, how you, you were able to do that. And, you know, I personally, I couldn't have, have done that. So I think you, you know, you definitely must have been a lot more, you know, dedicated and interested in, in learning uh, programming because especially during those times where you had to learn it from books, it was, I, I presume it was much, much harder than it, than it is today. Infinitely so. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you can just Google anything and get, you know, solutions. It's a, hell, now you can go to chat GPT yep. and ask it to write code <laughs> for you exactly yeah i mean i've i've used that and you know it actually does work you do have to do sometimes uh figure out a few bugs but you know it it really really can streamline the process so it's much easier now than than it, than it used to be um so so now you know we're let's we're, we're jumping forward many many years um and now you've kind of moved into i would say the the web free blockchain space so what has been your your background in in the blockchain space so far? Well, I got into it, I would say, around 2012 or so. So mm -hmm. it's already a decade, which yep. is kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, at the time I was kind of tinkering with it, you know, figuring it out a little bit. Um, and in 2014, I actually start created a coin uh it was a not-for-profit project it was called isracoin mm -hmm. and it was designed to be um kind of like an alternative to the israeli currency that would be owned and controlled by by the people uh it was a very interesting experience uh it even you know at, at a certain point it even got on a few exchanges and suddenly for a brief moment i think in late 2014 or early 15 or something like that, it actually became number four on coin market cap. Oh wow! Okay, which is nuts. Yeah, uh, for a brief moment, right? It wasn't, yeah. and you know, um, this was before Ethereum, etc. Mm -hmm. So it was a very interesting, but it was not for profit, but it was a very interesting experience, um, and uh, you know. At some point, I uh, I didn't continue with it, but you know, there's only so much that you can do not profit. Mm -hmm. But uh, later on in uh, 2017 and 18, I was uh, I built or was co-founder of a company uh, that was creating uh, institutional grade trading solutions mm -hmm. um, for crypto. Uh, the winter, the crypto winter, unfortunately. Uh, killed it uh, it was a little too early and very difficult to to fundraise etc but you know again uh, you know I, I keep coming back to the space because I uh, I know that it's uh, it's where we need to go mm -hmm. you know we need disintermediation we need people to have control of their finances we need to remove trust maybe even if we can't do it all completely any degree where we give people more control and and less control to others uh, i think is is good and important and this is why De defi you know 
to me is is very important i think we need it more and more and in in you know when the whole defi craze started i looked at the market and tried to figure out hey what should i be doing here that would improve things uh and that's how uh, old trade was born in uh, late 2021 um I guess I kind of started it in, in September or so of 2021 where I looked at the market and I realized that on the one hand, we don't have enough non-custodial trading, right? We There's too much centralized exchanging and not enough decentralized exchange uh, uh, trading. Uh, and we wanted to, we need to move more and more volumes to, to that. Now, one problem, one impediment is the lack of tools. So, you know, with all the respect, AMMs are a great tool, but it's only one and we need more. We need order book trading, et cetera, as well. Mm -hmm. So we needed better, higher quality tooling that is similar in experience and capabilities to what you get in centralized exchanges, only non-custodial. And mm -hmm. uh, if, if, you know, if the recent FTX debacle hasn't convinced any someone that uh, we need non-custodial trading, so there's no shenanigans of misappropriation of of user funds, then I don't know what will convince them. Yeah. Um, so this is w what I thought we should be doing, and I started building tools. But then I realized something. It's only half the problem. Mm -hmm. The other half is that. We have these behemoths, you know, like centralized exchanges or decentralized ones, you know, Binance or Uniswap, doesn't matter. All these behemoths that kind of control the market on the one hand. Mm -hmm. And all of these would-be copycats, you know, Uniswap, Shops, whatever swap, yeah. ad nauseum swap and, and so on, you know. And they're vying and trying to get users. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make sense from a business perspective. All of them, the big ones, the small ones, they're all spending insane amount of, amounts of money on customer acquisition costs, what's yeah. known in the industry as CAC. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're fighting with each other and it's unsustainable. You know, on the other hand, we have a ridiculous situation where there are literally thousands and thousands of Web3 brands that are not DEXs, right? Anything, it can be an NFT platform, it can be uh, um, GameFi, uh, InsuranceFi, whatever, you know, all sorts of, of Web3-related companies and brands, and they have users and they provide a service or, or a product, but whenever their user actually needs some kind of trading service, and it can be generic right to just get general trading going on or it could be for um the actual brand's own token yeah. right they want to buy it or trade it either way what does the brand do they actually tell you uh-uh go away go somewhere else you want to trade go to binance you want to trade go to uniswap you want to trade our our token go go somewhere else it doesn't make sense it's crazy they are losing user retention they are losing brand value. They are increasing friction. Mm. And they are missing out on 
a revenue stream from trading fees. Yeah. So it, it just doesn't make sense. And what kills me is that, you know, trading is no longer differentiated, right? I mean, Binance or FTX, God rest its soul, or, you know, down the list of 400 exchanges, it's all the same. Order book trading, the solution is the same. Yeah. Yes, liquidity is different, and that's important. We can talk about that separately, mm -hmm. but the technology is the same. And it's also, by the same token, it's also indexes, right? So Uniswap, SushiSwap, whatever swap, it's all the same. So if it's all the same, it's generic, then why do brands need to set, can't provide that as a value-add service to their users and send them elsewhere? Mm -hmm. So there's a dissonance in the market. It just doesn't make sense. Something is not right in the way the market is structured. And this is what all trade is solving. Mm -hmm. So... You know, we are not a B2C company. We are not going to users saying, hey, come use our DEX because it has this feature or that feature. Mm -hmm. No, that's a surefire way to kill a company and become one of those, you know, DEXs that have no usage and will never make it anywhere. No, we are a B2B company. We are building what we call DeFi as a service infrastructure. and what it means is that any brand out there can literally come to us and in five minutes spin up and embed a full function, uh, fully functioning uh, DeFi trading platform in their own uh, website or app with their own brand, zero coding, just boom, five minutes, done and start providing those services to their users under their own brand, but with an existing liquidity, a shared liquidity network. So you don't have to jumpstart the liquidity. You can start providing the services and collect the fees from your own users. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, want to call it democratizing. We're making it so that any brand can just provide the value add service to their users at zero cost zero resources nothing but upside yeah that's all trade well so there's there is quite a lot to to unpack there um sure i will i will start from i think the first idea is you talk about you know brand identity a lot of you know platforms and brands say yeah you know if you want to you know buy a token go visit this exchange or that exchange and you're effectively promoting, you know, not necessarily competition, but you're driving attention away from your 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 own brand. And yeah. you know, in today's age of marketing and you know just social media, having eyes on your brand is the biggest thing for any company, any individual, anyone looking to you know grow some sort of following. Exactly. So right. I think that's that's you know a massive thing that you're solving, and you know we're. I'll, I'll call them quote unquote solutions that exist aren't necessarily the greatest, you know, the solutions you, you see, you see traders on Twitter who say, oh yeah, use my, my referral code on, you know, FTX yeah. or Binance and, you know, you'll get some, some fees back. And obviously the, that person gets a kickback themselves, but it's not necessarily encompassing of what they're doing. They're still selling their own brand out to, Binance or exactly you know, right. KuCoin um, and it, it, it diminishes away from that person's 
time and effort they've put into to building that identity behind them. Correct. Um, and, you know, I, I like what you said about, you know, being able to embed a DeFi trading suite within a few lines of code that you will be able to, you know, generate from some sort of portal. You can add your own logo, your own uh, colors. It will be, you know, fully customizable. So it matches with your brand. You know, if exactly your theme right. is, is purple, you know, you can make the decks purple themed or if, you know, you're, you're some sort of whatever swap you can like rainbow swap you know you can make your DeFi platform look exactly how you want it and um, mm. so your users feel like they're using something that belongs to to that platform and you know yeah. i think that's that is it's, it's almost like a second order effect of of these markets you know where people don't necessarily see see the idea that you know okay yeah i am selling myself out for or next to nothing when I could be potentially retaining retaining my my brand and retaining attention um, so I think that the idea behind all trade is it, it can solve a lot of problems um, and then I think that you know sort of directly leads into the next thing you mentioned which is liquidity so would you like to explain what the, the liquidity issue uh, is potentially on centralized exchanges or even decentralized exchanges and how old trade, you know, takes takes it a, st a step up? Well, sure. I mean, it's really not that complicated. Uh, you know, every exchange has and needs liquidity, right? But it, centralized or decentralized. But, you know, if you're starting your own, obviously sourcing the liquidity is very difficult. So what we're doing instead is kind of like creating the technology that enables you know the the, the trading right so it's it, it we do both order books and uh, AMMs uh, later on also perpetuals and uh, lending and borrowing etc but every partner uh, has their own access point right so they they serve as, a, as an access to the network with their own brand but ultimately, everybody's trading with the same liquidity pools and the same order books and, and so on. So you're, as a brand, you're not uh, siloed to your and you don't need to build your own liquidity. You're just sharing it together with everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's still your brand and you're collecting the fees from your users. Mm -hmm. So when a user trades through you, you're earning the fees for that with a rev share with Ultrade, of course, but still you get the majority of the fees from it. So, uh, you know, the whole concept of, of building your own exchange doesn't make sense for, for a brand. That's not their business, mm -hmm. but embedding an existing solution that carries with it a shared liquidity cloud and, uh, you know, a tool that, you know, as you said, a portal or an admin panel that literally in, in minutes, yep. you can customize everything you just said, the colors, the logo, the, you can even decide which uh, trading pairs you want to list. Okay. So, for example, um, in the order book mm -hmm. uh, solution, you might only want to uh, list a certain certain pairs not everything that's available so in the admin panel one click you can decide what what pair to list and which ones you don't want 
And not only that, you can actually even create your own pair for your own token mm -hmm. in the order book, not just the AMM. Oh, wow. Okay. And instantly list it. And, but guess what? And this is where some of the cool stuff about network effects comes in because the moment that you list your own token for trading, every other partner in the network can see that pair in their admin panel and in one click, boom, list you as well to their users. So you can get a lot of exposure to your own token pair mm -hmm. uh, as the network grows. Uh, the, the, you know, obviously you can do that in an AMM, but in an AMM, uh, you know, there are certain yeah. drawbacks to it, but also the 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 network effects there are are not as great because they are usually uh, limited to to where users are, are coming to. So here, the users can come through, you know, potentially hundreds or thousands of different brands, and still get access to your uh, trading token. Okay. Yeah. No. You know what? What I, I take away from that is, you know, the the infrastructure that our trade is setting up is one that is you know accessible to everyone and anyone, and you know all of these brands which may set up their own suite will just be a different front end, and it will look different, you know, but it will function the same behind the scenes. You know, all of the order book trades will go through the same set of smart contracts. They'll be executed in in the same way. And, you know, that solves such a big liquidity issue, which we see on, on all uh, decentralized exchanges on every single chain to the point where we're building like uh, these uh, DEX aggregators, which are like a layer two of DEXs, mm -hmm. just so people can, you know, access all of this, this liquidity when in theory it can be all integrated into a single DEX. And I think that is is probably... The, the way forward where you know all of this this capital will you know come together in one place because that's where it's most efficient to be allocated in mm -hmm. terms of volume in terms of liquidity you know market makers want to go where there's liquidity where people yeah. are buying and actively selling and where there's a lot of volume and yeah. people who who want to buy and want to sell want to go somewhere where there's low low slippage and low slippage will only be achieved if there's, you know, suitable market makers. Yep. So you're you're sort of killing two birds with one stone by yep. by creating an environment that attracts both sides of, of the market, you know, the buyers and the sellers and the market makers. Well, I, I can tell at all trade we like to be efficient. So we're actually killing three birds with one stone. Um because we actually are also working on an aggregation solution so that regardless of how much liquidity we have in our own network, we can even bring liquidity from outside the network into it in order to pretend to provide the solution that the end user needs. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, we, we are considering uh, all trade as a company, you know, we are solving our own problem for building uh, a DEX and bringing users by doing white label and pro bringing partners who have users and bring it, right? So we get the network effect. We're solving the problem for those partners. That's why they're coming in, right? So we are giving them a solution that costs nothing, t takes no resources and provides all this, the, the usability that their users need. And we're solving the problem for the user 
who doesn't have to go somewhere else to trade. They can just stay in the brands that they know and like, mm-hmm. and, but get all the liquidity that they need over there, including aggregation from other sources. Okay. So, so you're, you're literally killing all of the main issues with, with one solution. Um, yeah. yeah, because, you know, that is right. You know, some, some DEXs aren't necessarily integrated into the aggregators. Um, or, you know, some aggregators don't consider all of the, all of the DEXs. So if there is, you know, something that does that for you and you're using a platform like Old Trade, which yeah, gives you all but, the tools you need, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, because think about even aggregators, you know, they are only useful to users who go to the aggregator to use it. Yeah. Here we're saying no. Every partner in the network, every brand out mm-hmm. there can have its own decks, its own fees, its, for its own brand for its users, its internal liquidity in the network, but also still aggregate and provide aggregation without even knowing it, without having to do anything. So, you know, we're flipping it, uh, um, the, the, whole, the whole structure, we're flipping it and, and just distributing the ownership of these things to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah no so you're you're like you're you're abstracting away the idea of having to need to use a dex uh, sorry an aggregate to get the benefit because yeah. it's already hidden behind the front end of old trade so yeah. we're, we're basically eliminating the need or the or the or the business case mm-hmm. for bespoke trading venues that that's all they do build their own stuff in order to do that that's mm-hmm. just an, an, an a a a business model that doesn't make sense anymore and we're just gonna change it yeah no that that makes me me really excited for for what's to come um and you know i've i've looked at old trades uh testnet and you know it you know it looks and it functions like all other order book uh centralized exchanges you know, I mostly use, you know, it's it's a mix up between Coinbase and Binance, you know, and, you know, you have everything you need. You have your graphs, you have, you know, your indicators, you have your different time frames, you have your, your, your candlesticks. So what you've built is something that will actually attract the people who need it. So, you know, I, I, I'm presuming there will be also a page for someone who just wants to do a simple AMM swap for them to come oh, yeah. to your platform. And they'll and they'll look exactly like any other AMM because all AMMs look the same. You know, I want this token. You know, I'll, I'm paying in this token. They can do their swap in a few seconds, and you're done. But then yeah. you're also catering to you know the more uh, uh, hardcore traders. Uh, I, I would call them where you know they're setting up you know different orders, limit orders, mm-hmm. market orders. Um, you know, fill, fill or kill, you know, with all of their, their fancy indicators and technical analysis. So you, you're you catering for both sides of the buyers and the sellers. Because even within there, you know, some people are more detailed. They want to buy at a specific price. Some people don't care. They just want it now. And yeah. you're able to then offer that to, to everyone. That's exactly right. And the AMM is nearly done. Uh, we're adding the aggregation elements to it now. Uh, it'll actually also know how to take liquidity from the order book itself as well, yeah. um, and and at some point also do limit orders in the in the AMM, uh, and yeah, and and, and the brand, yeah, the white label partners can literally in one click decide to mm-hmm. add the order book, to add the AMM, 
both of them, one of them, whichever, uh, and it just boom appears in there and and completely branded, literally one click. Yeah, that, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, so so you've already started uh, partnering with with some projects and and some teams. Yes. Um, so you know, I, I I want to mention in particular Algoana and Algogator. So mm -hmm. so what what about these these projects or rather platforms? You know. A, a, made you want to work with them how how do you see them you know helping you guys as well well i mean we are we we've already partnered so maybe it's important to mention that our proof of concept kind of like our first chain is algorand but we are a multi-chain company and we are working now on an evm version as well yep. so uh, sometime in q2 of this year we will or, or have uh, an EVM uh, solution launched. We're going to go to mainnet on Algorand uh, roughly around the end of February, uh, give or take. Uh, and we are now signing up, you know, a bunch of uh, white label partners on the Algorand network. Um, and yeah, so we actually already signed, I think, 12 or 15 mm -hmm. uh, partners or something like that, uh, including Algoana and Algogator. Um, so, you know, in different uh, kind of like, uh, spaces, different verticals, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the NFT world, uh, yep. on Algorand, Algoana is a, is a great project. Um, and uh, uh, Algogator, uh, mm. you know, portfolio management, yep. uh, you know, they have a great solution there. So we're partnering with some of the best, uh, the best yep. uh, companies out there, you know, uh, as what we call launch partners. Mm -hmm. uh, we expect to have probably between 20 and 30 of them by the time we go to mainnet. Yeah. Uh, we already, like I said, I think about 12 or 15, so mm -hmm. that's about half of, of where we want to be. And uh, yeah, you know, we already announced several of them and we're going to announce more uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, and when we launch, there will literally be, you know, suddenly we just flip the switch with all of them and when we go to minute and suddenly you'll have like 20 or 30 new full-featured DeFi platforms on Algorand available to their users. Yeah. Um, and once we go to EVM, I think when we go to mainnet on EVM, it'll be probably, you know, 10 times that, you know, several yeah. hundred partners when we launch on EVM. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. one thing I, I really liked that you mentioned was, you know, the 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 proof of concept is is on Algorand, you know, and I think that's that's something super important to to talk about because I think Algorand really benefits and it gives you the, the capacity to to proof of concept on Algorand because it's so fast and and so cheap. Where you know, in in your testing of all your smart contracts, you can quickly you know deploy, test, redeploy. Um, and, and iterate a lot more quickly without losing yourself on gas fees. You know, if you were doing this on, say, say Ethereum mainnet or even, even Ethereum testnet, you know, there's, there's a lot more uh, friction in terms of gas fees. But mm. now you have a solid foundation where you have a, a group of people that you can do a proof of concept with. You know, you've partnered with all of these projects. Algogator is probably one of my favorite ones. I, I use it all the time. It's, you know, I, I can I can see where Old Trade would fit directly into their platform. Mm -hmm. um, 
And now, you know, once you've got this up and running, you can easily sort of copy and paste. Of course, there's there's dev work for the smart contracts in the back end. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's you 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 have a, a model which you have proven right. it's called product market fit, my friend. Exactly. Product market yeah. fit. We have product market fit. It's clear mm-hmm. that, par- uh, uh, you know, brands, Web3 brands out there need this solution yeah. and they are very interested and eager to join and, and, and use it. Uh, and, you know, it's literally pro- product market fit. Uh, and now, you know, going to EVM will just give us the access to uh, networks that are, you know, drastically larger as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Ethereum, Polygon, Binance, mm-hmm. Smart Chain, yeah. uh, and a few others. Um, once we, we launch EVM, I think we're going to have literally hundred. By end of this year, I think we will be at hundreds of white label partners, if mm-hmm. not more than that. Well, I'm super excited to see, you know, how, how the, the impact that you, you know, old trade could literally take the, the DeFi space entirely by, by storm. And, you know, it has the capacity to blow out some of these really old incumbents kind of out of the water, you know, uni, Uniswap, one inch, uh, like pancake swap on Binance, you know, sushi swap on, on Polygon, you know, all of, all of these, these old DeFi platforms now have something that they need to, you know, look at and say, okay, you know, this is, you know, potentially a threat to, to our, our business model and, and, and what we're doing because they're, you know, solving a lot of these, these problems that people are having. And I can, I can see the impact that it, it could have, you know, by, by the end of this year. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to see that. Um, I am as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're, you're, tell me, tell me more about the, the current state of Altrid. So you're currently on testnet on our brand? Yeah, we are on testnet. Uh, we've had, I don't know, uh, more than 10,000 uh, active accounts already uh, wow. during testnet uh, with hundreds of thousands of, uh, of um, uh, trades. And uh, uh, yeah, we've done, uh, you know, we've had a lot of feedback from users, bug reports, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, suggestions, etc. Literally thousands yeah. of suggestions and request, feature requests, and so on. So it was very encouraging. And uh, yeah, we're going to go to mainnet. I think, uh, as I said, we're we're working towards end of uh, February, uh, yeah. roughly, right? And um, you know, we're not launching our token yet because market conditions are just not right for it. Yeah. But uh, hopefully sometime this year we'll mm-hmm. see how the market is and, and when is the right time to do so. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and by the way, interestingly, the token itself is also a, um, uh, I would say, kind of an innovative, uh, mm-hmm. has an innovative B2B uh, model where, uh, you know, all the white-label partners if they want to gain a higher percentage of the rev share with us, they need to stake our token mm-hmm. um, in order to maintain a higher rev share, up to 90% right. of the revenues. Okay. Um, okay. So as a company, we actually have a viable real business model mm-hmm. uh, and utility for the token, um, which you know is not necessarily true for a lot of companies out there. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, there's I think a lot to uh, to look forward to uh, this year. Yeah. Um, and we're doing uh, whatever we can to uh, make it a reality. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. I I agree with you about you know, with the market conditions not being right for a token launch, and you know you you've mentioned that you know the I I heard this elsewhere as well, but you know as you mentioned, projects can stake you know, the old trade token to get more of the revenue share, which I think is, you know, a, a unique business model that no other project really has. Um, and coupled with, you know, the other aspects, which I assume will be, you know, some form of governance um, as, yeah. as well. You know, I, I think you have uh, the makings of a really strong decentralized protocol where, you know, the, the users can actually have a say in or rather the, the partners can have a say in, in how, how the platform develops um, and also, you know, how they want to to take the platform forward because, you know, each of these partners can literally cater the the, the suite that they offer to, to, you know, exactly how they want to offer it to their, you know, clientele, to their, to their viewers, to their listeners, to their mm-hmm. fans. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the, the, the biggest thing is, you know, giving these places an opportunity to, to leverage, their brand while also gaining you know tangible benefit from it yeah i agree um dan it's been great talking to you i'm a bit wary of time we're coming up to about 40 minutes um time has actually flown by very very quickly um for people who want to find out more where is the best way to find you guys uh your socials your discord where what's what's the best place I mean, you know, our website has a lot of info and, of course, links to all the socials. So just alltrade.org. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, we have uh, uh, Twitter, we have Discord, we have uh, Telegram. All of that is accessible through, through mm-hmm. the website. And, uh, uh, and the testnet, of course, if someone wants to kind of play around with it and get a sense for it. Any project out there... Algorand or otherwise, or any KOL, influencer, anybody who wants, you know, has an audience and wants to provide a uh, DeFi solution under their own brand to their to their audience is welcome to reach out to us, um, you know, through any of our channels uh, to maybe join our uh, closed beta uh, as a white label partner. So, yeah, just uh, go to the website, alltrade.org, and uh, we'll be happy to uh, to talk. Yeah. No, that's perfect. I'll be sure to include those links in the, the description below for anyone who wants to, to check them out. Um, but Dan, it's it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your, your busy day to, to sit down and uh, speak with me. Same here. I really appreciate it and uh, would love to talk uh, soon uh, again, you know, whenever we uh, make some uh, some progress in news. Yeah, no, for sure. That'd be, that'd be 